I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by the Center for Addiction and Mental Health here in Toronto. Cutting edge, state of the art, compassionate facility. Right now, it is Mental Health Awareness Week. This is the time when they need you most. This is the time when you can make a real difference when it comes to doing something about the mental health crisis and the devastating opioid epidemic, the overdose epidemic that we're currently experiencing, losing 20 people every day. They need your help. Donate at camh.ca slash CanadaLand to help CAMH treat addiction and build hope. This episode of Canada Land is brought to you by Douglas, a mattress that is trusted by more than 200,000 Canadians from coast to coast to coast. It's a great mattress at a very reasonable price point. Comes with a 20-year warranty and a great deal for our listeners. Douglas is giving you a free sleep bundle with each mattress purchase. Get the sheets, pillows, mattress, and pillow protectors free with your Douglas purchase Today. Visit Douglas.ca slash CanadaLand to claim this offer. That is Douglas.ca slash CanadaLand. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website, portfolio, and online store. For a free trial and 10% off, visit Squarespace.com and enter offer code CanadaLand at checkout. What's it like to be a stand-up comic? I've often been curious about this, especially here. We pride ourselves on our history in the comedy business here in Canada. We consider ourselves a very funny people, and everybody's got the list in their head of all the great comedians who came out of here. But what is it actually like if that is what you decide to do with your life and you happen to live here? We're going to find out in a minute. My guest today is Rebecca Kohler. She's a Toronto-based stand-up comedian. She does not hold much back, and she'll be with me in a moment. Wait for it. This episode is brought to you by Douglas, a mattress trusted by more than 200,000 Canadians from coast to coast to coast. Trust is important. There are a lot of mattress lies out there, a lot of mattress liars. And I, I, I didn't intend the pun, but it occurred to me that there is one as I was saying those words. Listen, I am not lying to you. Uh, I have uh, experienced the Douglas mattress. It is an exceptional mattress at a surprisingly affordable price point. It is a mattress that sleeps cool, doesn't have that weird thing in the summer where the mattress gets like an oven. It's a very good product. It's delivered to your house in a box. You don't have to go to a big mattress store. It is a medium firm mattress, which is what 
Canadians prefer, and it comes with a 365-night trial and a 20-year warranty. What more can I tell you? Douglas is giving our listeners a free sleep bundle with each mattress purchase. Get the sheets, pillows, mattress, and pillow protectors free with your Douglas purchase today. Visit douglas.ca slash CanadaLand to claim this offer. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Uh, It's amazing the things that we tell ourselves to talk ourselves out of getting help. Anybody who's actually gotten help knows that the process of getting things off your chest, of taking your stressors, your problems, and just like not letting them be bottled up, working through just conveying them to somebody, half of the battle is just doing that. You unburden yourself. And you know what? If you have a real mental health professional, no, they don't have magic bullets or magic words that make it all go away. But often they can help you see things a little bit differently and guide you to strategies or tools or to a new perspective that actually does help. As the largest online therapy provider in the world, BetterHelp can provide access to mental health professionals with a wide variety of expertise in mental health. Because you listen to this podcast, you get 10% off of your first month at BetterHelp.com slash CanadaLand. That's BetterHelp.com slash CanadaLand. I am very excited to welcome Squarespace as a new sponsor to Canada Land. I'm fond of any service that lets people, individuals, artists, creators, journalists, whatever, make stuff that looks as good and works as well as anything that a big corporation could come up with. And, and that's what Squarespace has done. They've removed a lot of the cost and technical hurdles for making really modern looking websites that do everything that websites need to do these days. You just drag and drop your content in. You can choose from a very large library of pre-made templates that are really well designed and you can just customize them, make them your own. And once you're done, it's a responsive website. It knows if you're checking it out on a phone or a tablet or a computer and it adapts to that environment. Every site comes with a free online e-commerce store. And there's 24-hour support, which is a big deal. I mean, everyone's got a friend who can help them build a website, but do you really want to be calling that friend at three in the morning because the site's broken? Plans at Squarespace start at 8 bucks a month. You get a free domain name if you sign up for a year. You can play around with it and build a website without entering your credit card. But when you do enter your credit card, enter the offer code CANADALAND and you'll get 10% off. What's your job like? Uh, so are we starting now? Sure, we've Was already that- started. Oh, come on. Okay. My job is full of greatness and excitement and fulfillment and also horrifying difficulties, irritations, and self-searching. I'm interested in the typical like Marin, like how were you damaged as a child and, and you came to do this? I'm not not interested in that. Okay. I'm more interested in just like what is, what's a week like? Right. Okay. Right? Yes. Okay. What is my, I see what you're saying. Um, so let's say it's a busy week. Maybe I'll have, um, I'll play Monday night at the Rivoli, uh, which is like um, not an open mic, but it's a professional show, but it's not a club. Let's put it that So there's a difference between a club show and then an independent show or like a bar show. Yeah. Right? And I'll go to the Rivoli to see comedy and there's a feeling of like it seems loose and casual. I don't feel like I'm at some like cheese dick suburban, you know, no. laugh barn. And I always wonder, is this what they do for a living or is this where they like workshop the stuff that they then take to the strip mall comedy club where they right. actually get paid? That's probably what I do. I probably uh, workshop stuff. I mean, I prefer to perform at the Rivoli uh, 90% of the time or mm-hmm. a club like that because I do work for Yak Yaks and it is a certain amount of mainstream 
mentality. So there are like wacky and creative or abstract ideas I might have. But if I try that at Yuck Yucks and Ajax, they're going to stare at me like, yeah. uh, what? Right. Yeah. So the Rivoli is more loosey goosey and it's, it's Queen Street in Toronto. So it's hipper. Yeah. And in Ajax, the, no offense to Ajax or Mississauga, but let the pulse is weaker. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Right. So anyway, that's what you do at the Rivoli. You would go, you'd practice stuff and kind of enjoy yourself. Right. And then let's say uh, on Wednesday, I have a show at Spirits and then also kind of just workshopping slash having fun. Yeah. Then maybe Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I'm in uh, a Yuck Yuck's Kitchener. And that's where you do a longer set and you get paid relatively well. And you weren't paid very well. I'll be getting all up in your business throughout this. That's cool. So uh, when you do the fun, like if you could just do Rivoli and if you could just do downtown comedy to that crowd, you, you might do that all the time. If we got paid to do yeah. that, that would be amazing. Right. But that's, that's not, not going to paid at all or you're not going to paid well? Like the Rivoli, you get $20, right. which, which is kind of a token, which is awesome because yeah. most of those shows don't pay anything. But there's value there for you're doing what you love to do. There's value yes. there and that you're, you're trying stuff out and, and honing your act. Yes. And you're keeping the muscles toned and all that. Yeah, stuff. and you can kind of be yourself. Yeah. And, you know, because there's something to be said about that thing. When you do something you love, does it change when you start getting paid for it? And it does. Yeah. I always have more fun on a night where it's like I get paid in beer tickets, uh, but I'm doing what I want to do. Yeah. I've heard, it, I've heard it argued the other way where people are being snobby about that suburban, you know, yuck yucks job. And, and there's a certain kind of community who's like, no, that's what it's about. It's about getting the cleanest, most perfect five minute set that's going to make anyone laugh. The universal. Yeah. Yeah. And they take like a lot of pride in, in, in being a pro. Like it's not a drag for them to have a mainstream. Act. How do you feel about that? Um, yeah. I mean, I do believe a good joke. You would hope maybe would make everyone laugh. Um, oh, that's actually, now that I say that, I don't, because I, there, there have been shows I've done in suburbs where I'm actually grossed out that they are enjoying me uh-huh. in a weird way. What do you mean? Uh, <laughs> you know, I look into the crowd. I see, okay, I'm just going to make a bunch of blanket statements. Sure. I see a bunch of baseball caps. Uh, I see some of the other stuff they're laughing at. I see um, hecklers saying things I don't care for. And then they laugh at a joke of mine. And it's like, ew. Yeah. Um, I don't want your laugh. Yeah. If we're on the same page, is something wrong with me? Brah. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that that doesn't happen often. And uh, that sounds super judgmental and elitist. And uh, But no, there are times... Basically, you know, these aren't the people I would hang out with personally. Yeah. Um, okay, anyway. Is there at- something beautiful? I mean, you know, I look at like somebody like Louis C.K., who I think of as... He's an everyman. He, well, he's both because it's yeah. really idiosyncratic. It's dark as hell. It's often quite uh, philosophical. Yes. Oh, yes. And yet he's a guy who I think could probably go and make dudes... He's a perfect example of what you're talking about. baseball caps laugh anywhere And it's still smart. Yeah. And you're right. So, yes. Yes. Using that example, I think you're right. There is uh, a beauty to that, and that is probably the goal. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm getting distracted from my audit here. Okay, yes. So so, so you'll you'll do uh, a couple nights downtown, and then how many nights will you do in clubs? Um, Clubs, and see, the club scene... uh, I'll probably get fired, whatever. Yuck Yucks, the shows are dwindling. Um, uh-huh. We used to have, a, some clubs had six shows a weekend. And if you had a decent enough rate, that could maybe pay your rent plus 
a bunch of other so stuff. So I won't ask you yours, but what is the range of rates for a yuck yuck performer? Like, um, I think a starting out. Uh, so I'm now a headliner. Yeah. So there's a host, a middle, and a headliner. Yeah. So a host's pay, like from a baby host, would maybe make fifty dollars. Mm-hmm. That's also probably somebody who doesn't have the kahunas to say fifty dollars is BS. Right. Can I swear here? You can swear here. Okay. Because I think I started at fifty dollars, and when I told some other guys, I like, go, oh, I'm at fifty, they were like. I didn't even know that was a rate. Like, <laughs> right, you know, right. they started at like 85 yeah. or something. So, um, so a host would make 50 to, I think 150 is a cap for hosts. Yeah. Middle, the cap is $125. And uh, for headliner, if you are like a triple A, super seasoned, excellent comedian, I think it's 350 a show. 350 a show. And yeah. There, and, and there used to be six shows a weekend. There used to be six shows a weekend. So you could do pretty well. L- look at that guy. So what's he making? Let's say even $300 a show times six, that's uh, $1,800. Yeah. yeah, it's 1800 So that's not a bad weekend, right? And, and does a headliner come back to Yuck Yuck's weekend after weekend? Or is this where touring comes in? Well, this is the- where touring comes in. And this uh-huh. is where it is a great thing to be a Yuck Yuck's comic because there are, I think, I, let's say at least eight clubs, I think, in Ontario. Uh-huh. So, um, and then you kind of rotate. Yeah. That said, the roster is jam-packed and there isn't really enough work. And then coming back to now most clubs, especially in the summer, are down to two or three shows right. a weekend. And that is not enough money to make a living. Yeah. So at the heyday, if you were at the top of your game, yeah. going from club to club, you could pull a couple grand a week. Based on yeah. performing your ass off on weekends. Yes, yes. Um, and now it's maybe down to half that. Yeah, maybe if, you yeah. know, because uh, Mississauga used to be six shows and now I think it is two, yeah. three. So that's not even half. That's, you know, it's it's a joke. Right, right. <laughs> so now it's down to like top of your game. Headliner is is like a grand a week. And then that's, you know, I guess you do some stuff during the week. But 50 grand is a living. Uh, yeah. But there's not a lot of room for a lot of people to but be. But also that's if you're working every week. Yeah. Which is also really rare. You have to be the hustle ma- master. Yeah. Where are my gigs? Where are my gigs? Where are my gigs? Right? Are you a hustle master? No. Okay. I'm not. So what what do you do? (laughs) (laughs) To make a living? Well, I mean, and I know that there's other stuff that comes into the picture as well. So let's talk about all that. (laughs) Well, and also just because this touches on what I was saying about yuck yucks and how I have, I always have fun at yuck yucks. So don't get me wrong. And anyone who's listening, who's insulted, I love you guys. But because, because you feel like you kind of have to conform a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm never 100% comfortable, maybe, at a Yuck Yucks. Uh, actually, as the years go on, I'm more and more comfortable because I'm kind of like, I don't give a shit. But I was never a hustle master because, to be honest, every time I get a gig sheet, like a booking at a Yuck Yucks in the suburbs, mm-hmm. it, it kind of feels like I just booked a dentist appointment. Yeah. Like, there's this... Because you got to rent a car, get out there, wait around, do this show that it might be horrible, drive home. It's It's a weird... Grind. Grind. And so I don't hustle because secretly I don't, it's like this weird thing where like I have to and I should want it. And theoretically that's how I make my living. And meanwhile, I don't want to do it. I think that people have in their heads, you know, this is a job that people fantasize about doing. Uh, It's certainly one that I've thought like, oh man, I'd love to do that. And then, you, you know, you hear about the reality of it. The fantasy, I think, is like that downtown thing of like, you're going to go to a club and you're just going to kind of walk like Louie. Louie, eating a subway, piece of pizza. Eating a piece of pizza. <laughs> you're going to hang out with a bunch of funny people who you want to hang out with anyhow. You're going to just kind of like 
amble on stage and express yourself. Yeah. Everyone's going to love it. And then you're going to hang out afterwards and somebody hot is going to want to come have sex with you. Yeah. Which is very different than this kind of like sleeping in a motel. Yeah. They didn't laugh. Yeah. You didn't want them to laugh. Exactly. And they didn't. Yeah. And then you got to come home and, and then you got to just keep doing it. Yes. It. Yeah. And Louis C.K., I think, would be the first to say this. He's been through that, too. Yeah. Right? Now he's Louis C.K. He can walk in eating a piece of pizza, and they'll be like, move aside. You know, yeah. it's Louis C.K. Um, but he has, I've read his blogs and uh, followed his career for years, and he's also had horrible experiences. Yeah. And it is something I think you have to go through, in my opinion, to a degree, to be good. I listened to that to Marin's uh, podcast, yes. and, and it seems like that's almost kind of the, the, not even just to be good, but like for him to even take you seriously, like like in the in the fraternity, and it does seem to be mostly a fraternity of comics. Mm. It's like, did you pay your dues? Yes. Did you do that road thing? Yes. And if not, I don't I, like you know. Well, look, you, you know, Ricky Gervais. Um, yeah. Who I'm sorry to admit in public, I've watched his stand up and I laugh a lot. Like, but he is considered like. Old school stand-up comics do not give him an inch of respect because he did not come up through the horrid yeah. road gig experience. He parlayed yeah. his success through The Office into just like, and now I can sell out a big theater, yes. and that's what I'm going to do. Yes. So with, he, with a he crowd cheated. Who paid, yeah, he cheated. Yeah. And everybody paid a big buck. And I think that – does it make a difference? Like the more people pay, do they feel like, I paid to see you, and therefore I'm very inclined to laugh? Because, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Because also, once you're famous, now you have a persona. People think they know who you are. Yeah, they've come to see Louis C.K. Louis C.K. can say hello, and they're like, that's amazing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They are absolutely primed to laugh. Uh-huh. Yeah. The road comic career that we're describing, though, yes. is not the end goal of just about anybody. Right? No, I think— Like, s- that's paying your dues. That's making your bones. What people want is to sell out theaters. Yes. But I think that there's a whole other world of opportunities yes. that exist for comics that a lot of people have their their sights set on, right? Yes. And, and But that said, I think there—I know some comics who are older, and they still do the road, and I think they're okay with that. Yeah. And that was maybe their goal, or maybe they're just happy there or whatever. But so—and they enjoy it. Yeah. I, I used to live like down the street from the hotel where all the comics stayed in Montreal at uh, Just for Laughs. Oh yes. So I'd always finagle like press access, and I would just go interview a bunch of. Was comedians. it the Delta or the Hyatt? The Delta. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I just I was just like a, a comedy nerd who wanted to talk to these guys, and sometimes I'd find a store. Uh, I'd find a place to publish the story, and sometimes I would just waste their time uh, and interview them. I remember I interviewed uh, Orny Adams. Oh yeah. And it was the summer that they were filming him comedian? for that comedian film. And it's amazing. And George Shapiro, yes. the agent, was there with him, who was, of course, uh, you know, played by Danny DeVito in the movie by Andy Kaufman. Yes. One of, one of the guys behind uh, Seinfeld. And uh, just a diminutive old Jewish dude who's just um, kind of listening to this interview where Orny is just coked up to the gills, or seemingly so, uh-huh. and going on about how his star is rising, his rocket's taken off, everybody's on him, yeah. and he's going to have a sitcom soon, and he's going to have this, and these opportunities are coming his way, all of which failed to materialize, of course. Yes. And, um, and then I kind of turned over to George for comment, uh-huh. who's his manager, who's yeah. supposed to be hyping him, and George goes, the wonderful thing about a comedian is they can always work. <laughs> They can, if they can just find, you, know, you can always go on the road. Well, so he was deflating the balloon. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's the most pragmatic or practical, realistic way to think about a comedian. We have, we, we know a trade. Yeah, yeah. You can, you can, like, you just need you and and uh, a microphone, and you you can, you know, ast- yeah. ostensibly. It's all in our head. We don't need any no props. You right. know, you can walk into a room and theoretically make the room laugh. I take it that your goal is not to subsist on that 
uh, road gigs, road no. gigs alone. Like, no. so how do you, I don't know. How do you make a living? How do you, how do I make together? a living? Yeah. That's a good, it's a great question. Okay. Um, and I like to describe it as a, a patchwork quilt. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do stand up. I sometimes write, um, some, maybe I'm in a commercial or a little voice work. Who do you write for? Um, I'll write maybe for TV shows. Sometimes I've written things for theloop.ca, a website, a okay. kind of comedic but uh, factual yeah. stuff. I've done book reviews for McLean's Magazine, uh-huh. the National Post. Sometimes I'll write a kind of a humorous essay. So I piece all of these things together. What about, I mean, <clears> I see you all, a lot on, like, comics want to get on TV. Comics want to get on the radio. Yes. Like, you, you do that kind of stuff. Yes, I do the debaters a lot on CBC yeah. Radio. TV, I'll do, like, Winnipeg Comedy Festival, which where also they do a taping, yeah, and then they put that on TV or Comedy Now, which doesn't exist anymore, right? Which was our only way to get uh, individual comics with their own special in Canada, which is right, right. So, so we do have an infrastructure, and the CBC has. Uh, a portal now, the punchline, and then we have yep. we have a comedy cable station, which is sort of uh, just discussing this on the show. It's sort of kind of mandated to act as a bit of a the of comedy a hub. network. Yeah. yeah, we have the comedy network, uh, and then we have the, like this big festival just for laughs. Which, mm-hmm. You know, moving into Toronto. And, yes, so we yeah. have these institutions. It's true. How are those institutions working from the perspective of a comedian in Canada? Um, you know, uh, not. Uh, they are there and they were they are there I think there's a lot of like I'm applying uh, I've just applied for my papers to move to the US okay most of my friends are have either just started or have their papers or, or they're thinking about it and I think the shame in Canada is that think about like um I can think of five sitcoms that were maybe on TV or made last year in Canada we had spun out package deal um uh, working the angles, uh, Mr. D, and I think Satisfaction was on television. That's five shows. I, I'm familiar with two of those. Titles. Yes, I was. I'm surprised you're even familiar with two. Canadians barely watch Canadian television. Moreover, that's five shows. So um, you and every other working comic are like, can I write for that show? Can yeah. I be on that show? And maybe there's five writers for each show. So maybe that's 25 jobs. Yeah. Think about the states, like. ABC probably makes five of its own shows. Yeah. Right? And then think of all of the networks. And then there's all the pilots that never made it. All the pilots. But still, they, people got paid a lot yes. of money to there's, write and, and, and perform. Clearly, there's more jobs than just those five shows I mentioned, but it is, and there are less people here, too. There's yeah. way more people in the States vying for jobs, but it's just this kind of, and it's a small pool. I think there are. Uh, buddy systems, which, you know, like, uh, oh, he's my friend. I'll hire him. You know, there it's cronyism, cronyism, right? Okay. It's hard to get your foot in. And even my foot is kind of in, but I still am often unemployed. Yeah. You know, probably, probably 50% of the year I don't have a job, uh-huh. you know, a lot of people don't even like the shows that are being made and yet they're vying for the jobs on those shows and then they get one and they're like, oh, I got a, show, a job on, you know, this hour is 22 minutes and then people are like, oh, sorry yeah. because nobody likes that show and so it's this kind of like... Like if you if you were in the States and you got on The Daily Show or John Oliver, other comics would be like, amazing, oh, that's people, so cool yeah. and there's nothing that has that... There's nothing here. There's yeah. nothing here that has uh, respectable... Has kind. there ever been like a show that everyone was like, that's so great that you got on that show and uh, like that everybody wanted to be writing for that was like, you thought you could do something really special? <sighs> I mean, I think the John Doerr show is the best... Canadian TV show I can think of that was made in the past kind of 
uh, ever. Like since maybe Kenny versus Benny, like you're saying, that was kind yeah. of like um, Comedy quirky. Network did that a few years ago. Comedy Network did a few years ago. It did two seasons and then it got canceled. So what about Just for Laughs? Uh, what about it? Like, well, do I love it? What's going on with it? Like, what? How does that factor <laughs> into Because like, they have, I remember they have like, uh, there's the new faces show to get you out there. Yeah. There's, there are, they, you know, if they, if they like you, they can do all sorts of things for you. Right. Well, I mean, it's interesting you bring up that year you were there when Orny Adams was there. I think that was just around the time that Just for Laughs was changing in that it used to be the place you would go, you would kill, you get a sitcom. Yeah. Like, that's how it worked. Yeah. That, it does not work that way at all anymore. Maybe what you'll get is management or an agent, US, uh-huh. U.S. representation. That's what any Canadian would be hoping for. Right. And also Americans, you know, hope to be seen by the industry. But now, I mean, it's still a great showcase and it's an awesome experience and you meet a lot of people. But it's exposure. It's, it's, abso- it's absolutely, it's exposure. But it's not a page. Like, can, you, can you live off of Just for Laughs oh. gigs? Is there? No, no you do um, like, a let's say you do a taping at Just for Laughs, which yeah. means you do a big show and they tape it for television. They show it later on television so that is about maybe two thousand dollars uh-huh and so it, and it doesn't get much pays better than for that. your july yeah but not right 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 so b- between <laughs> cbc and uh the comedy network they don't do specials for like you can't get on tv with your own special now no there's no half hour to an hour comedy special are there shows where like it's like uh, I remember we used to watch like A and like improv like Night like, at the Improv yeah, yeah. so <clears throat> that's for instance what they'll do at Just for Laughs or Winnipeg Comedy Festival or Halifax Comedy Festival they'll tape a whole show and then it'll be you know seven minutes of Rebecca Kohler seven minutes of Chris Locke seven minutes of Sarah Hennessy seven so so we're still on TV but it's not our own special and you're maxing out at like one appearance and something like that like it's, y- yes yeah yeah. So again, you're, it's it's the exposure value is probably more than you're going to get in terms of direct payment from something like that. Uh, you mean you mean we don't do it for the money; we do it for the exposure. Is that your question? Yeah, like you like I, I mean we do it for both. Yeah. Like any any. I remember I had a job once, um, a writing job, and I wasn't having a great time. And I ta- I was talking to my agent, and I said, you know, if they offer to extend me, I, I think I should just say no. And she was like, Are you crazy? Yeah. You never turn down work in this industry. Right, right. And she's right. I mean, there are so few. If you have a job, you suck on it like a leech <laughs> to a bloody piece of skin, man. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. As a leech would. Okay. Um, I guess what I'm, like, what I'm driving at or trying to figure out. Yeah, get it out of me. Um, it's not a newsflash to anybody that being a stand-up comedian is very competitive, very difficult. Right. To earn a living doing that. No. What I'm curious about is if you are a successful stand comedian in Canada, yeah. is that a job? Can you actually earn – like, okay. is there enough in place through these different s- systems I see. I see. for you to sustain a career here? Or is this just a place – I mean, I think always people were hoping to make, make it big right. in the States. Now must you make it big in the States in the States if you are to be a career comedian? That's a really good question, and it, it is hard to answer because only because there are so many different types of comedians. Um, so what we talked about before, like you were saying, people, you got your clean seven minutes that anyone will laugh at, right? So we have, um, there are corporate comics who, right? corporate gigs are how you make your money. Yeah. Do you do those? Corporate gigs are, to me, like taking Buxley cough syrup. I don't enjoy them. 
Uh-huh. It, it, you're, I am not well suited to corporate gigs. I am uh, a quote unquote edgy comic. I sometimes talk about sexual intercourse. Right. I, I can do a corporate set and I have, but it's this con, you know, you, you get there and they'll be like, no, remember, it's clean, clean, clean. And you're on stage and then you start realizing. Where are you on stage? This is an, a new idea to most people. Like, where is the corporate comedy? Okay, club? so corporate gigs usually happen maybe in like a hotel uh, convention room. Uh-huh. Or is that the word? You know, like. Yeah. Conference room. Right. Uh, so hotels, sometimes bars, which are tricky. Bar the, conference, they're bringing all the conference attendees to a bar. They yes. say, we have a comedian here for yes. you. Yes, right. yeah. Um, so it's like a big staff party. Often it's like, you know, I did like soft mocks, employee yeah. party, uh-huh. soft mock shoe company. Um, so all of the soft mock, empl- mock employees. And corporates are a very touch and go atmosphere because... Everyone is with their coworkers. Yeah. And so you you tell a joke that maybe someone might consider inappropriate. And can I laugh at a tampon joke in front of yeah, my boss? I don't my know. my boss is watching. Exactly. Yeah. So corporates are very, and, and people that are good at corporates, uh, God bless them. And I, you know, I wish, I don't know if I wish I had that challenge, talent. It's, it's not my. Yeah. Uh, you can make an extraordinary living if you're a good corporate comic. Yeah. That said, I don't want that living. I see. Yeah. Yeah. So there are avenues. Yeah. Do you know a lot of like comics who are like 55 and doing okay? Like, is there like, oh, yeah. 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 Absolutely. That, that yes. Exists? Yes. Yeah. It is absolutely possible. Mm-hmm. Um, that said, I don't know that it's easy. Y- you know, you have this patchwork quilt, and some years there's a bunch of squares missing, and you're cold. Yeah. You know, the reason I wouldn't settle on just being a comic. Is that you do get older and you get tired. I mean, I'm already tired. Sometimes I have gigs that start at 1030 and I'm like, I'd rather be in bed. You know, um, and and there's no stability. And um, that's why writing or maybe, you know, having being a series regular on a show, that's uh, obviously a much. Yeah. It's funny that that's the uh, the goal for stability because, of course, those you know, in the best case scenario, a series is there for seven years. Like it's not like, even stable. That's a miracle, you know. But, I mean, I was and it's seasonal, right? <laughs> oh yeah, and I was at a job interview a couple weeks ago for a writing job. Didn't get it, but they were like, by the way, uh, you know, if this job extended. Uh, you would you would work for this month, and then there's a, an optional period where you would do post production, and that's a six month gig. And my eyes kind of, I think my mouth opened, yeah. you know. And they were, I was like, we don't get six month jobs, right? You know, that is long term employment to us. Yeah. So yeah. How has the internet changed all of this? Oof, that's something I struggle with because Twitter is huge, right? As yeah. we all know, and. Comedians tweet funny things, mm-hmm. or you would hope, right? They try. Yes, they try. I know people that have been hired off Twitter. That's uh-huh. a famous. I mean, uh, I think what's her name, Megan Amram. I think she got hired uh, to write for the Oscars, and now she writes on a famous show, which is slipping my mind. But all from Twitter. Like, she, I don't think she'd ever had a writing job in her life, but right. she wrote excellent tweets. So the people that are like six. Eight, ten years younger than me. They're just on it. That is like it's yeah. like they came out of the womb that way. Yeah. And so I actually do feel at a slight disadvantage, not disadvantage, but I'm like, ugh, enough. Because when I started, this is my point. When I started doing stand up, I thought all I have to do is be an excellent stand up comic, and everything will work out. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of naive. It was kind of naive, regardless of the internet, but. 
The internet has really made it. Now I have to think about making videos that I can put on YouTube and tweeting a lot. Right. And what's on my Instagram? And what about my Pinterest wall? And the, the thing that bothers me, a lot of people have an amazing internet presence. You go see them live. Right. Eh. Right. Right? Like if you were kind of in your undergrad and like just making videos for fun and tweeting for fun, you probably would like, why am I going to go on the road and, and, and do a set at Yuck Yucks? Yeah. Right? Because you can reach, I mean, you look at like those Lonely Island guys or like there's yep. people who kind of like immediately connect with a big audience. I'm doing stand up for my living room. Yeah. Yes. And then that, that, and that's an easier product to get in the hands of like talent scouts and people like that or people making writing yeah. decisions. You know, it's, it always seems strange to me that if you're a really excellent, like there's this craft of stand-up, it's eons old. Mm-hmm. And then if you do that really, 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 really well, you get to be on a sitcom that's yeah. usually ass. You know? Right. Yes. Like you're not true. actually doing stand up. The reward for being a great stand up is you're writing uh, for somebody or it's you're honest, you're playing a wacky character on a sitcom. I don't know, maybe it makes more sense to make a silly video in your bedroom and then make a silly sitcom for a TV network. Like, then like, go and do. Yeah, like this weird intermediate step of like being a seasoned expert. Stand-up Stand up comedian when that's not actually the job you're going to be. That's not something that you can you're that's interesting. You're auditioning for a job that isn't that. That's true. But yeah. funny is funny. Yeah. You would hope. Given that you have all these institutions, private and public, I mean, you know, the CBC is a public institution that has said, we're going to dedicate ourselves to a certain extent. Some of this money is going to comedy. We're going to have a comedy platform. Right. We're interested in the business of comedy. The Comedy Network gets CRTC license to be the comedy hub, mm-hmm. and they get all the subscriber money to be a comedy hub, mm-hmm. and they just collapse as a private organization. That, right. You know, I mean, a lot of their broadcasting is on, uh, you know, Stations, and, their, and, yeah. and their TV is uh, public funded in, in many different ways. But there's no shortage of, like, People showing up at those institutions who have jobs every day who are part of, like, supposedly a comedy industry. Very good point. Is there somewhere right now where a bunch of cranky comedians are saying, here's how we would run it if we, like, this is what should be in this country but Uh, isn't? Yes. I think there's um, a struggle with the people who run these networks. They're often not comedians. They're usually not comedians. And there's, I think Canadians... In television, are risk averse. Mm-hmm. Yes, CBC dedicates an X amount of dollars to comedy programming, and then you know I know people that go to the CBC and they're like, "I've got this great show idea," and CBC is like, mm. "The race to get a show made is a race where you're in a dead heat competition with dozens of others to get budgets that are like, I think conservatively a half a million dollars an episode." Shouldn't they just be putting a lot more stand up on the air? Like it, That's it, a great point. Like isn't it like super cheap and it, the, like, yeah. we have clubs throughout the country where there are people entertaining other people and making them laugh with just a person on a stage. Right. It works on TV. It's been tried many times. Yeah. And, and we ha- and we have first rate talent that goes on to great things. Mm-hmm. So you know, wouldn't a solution be just to put a lot more of that on? CBC and the Comedy Network. Yes, could you please call them? <laughs> I know, and I mean, CBC will be airing, for instance, a bunch of the Just for Laughs tapings that just took place. Yeah. Uh, Comedy Network also will be airing a bunch. So maybe they're, they're like, well, we film at Just for Laughs. That's good enough. I don't... And yeah. we and it used to... The Comedy Network used to uh, be part of the Comedy Now uh, program, which was the 30 minutes to yeah. an hour. And I, that got canceled. I don't know why. I mean, and, and the, the debaters is, is is can be very funny, but like I kind of rather hear those comics just doing their material. Um, 
Yeah, no, I know. That would be awesome. Yeah, no, you, you make very good points. Why is that not happening? I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I mean, is it because, like, I remember when I did my Comedy Now, the guy that ran Comedy Now, Mill and Crew Sharple, said, now remember, the viewer might be sitting in her kitchen in Saskatchewan with, you know, rose petals on her wallpaper. Like, it was... What a terrible thing to say to a comedian. Well, I mean, but he has... <laughs> Let's patronize and disrespect. <laughs> I want you to imagine your audience as somebody who you don't want to meet and who won't understand you. Go. <laughs> well, no, and that was his point. And, and I think that kind of... In in one category is Canadian television in a nutshell. They are really worried about that person sitting in their kitchen in Saskatchewan. Yeah. If, if the Comedy Network were to put on a half-hour special... That was amazing. No one would be like, this is Canadian. I'm not even going to watch this. No, I think they would. Really? I do that sometimes. What? I was watching a movie last night. How do you know night. it's Canadian? Because it looks Canadian. Oh, I can smell Canada. So maybe that's I was watching it. a movie last night. Two minutes uh, two minutes in, I heard like one word, and I was like, I think this is Canadian. And then the next shot, a guy had a maple leaf on his T-shirt, and I was like, mm-hmm. I have that, I have that same reaction to scripted stuff because it looks Canadian and the production values aren't as good and it's got like little telltale signs everywhere and I'm like, no. But like stand-up could be like – No, stand-up could be great, yes. But, but I mean like should there be some like production value difference between an American and Canadian stand-up special? Like that that should be replica- re- well, replicable. Well, there was here. one with uh, the Comedy Nows. They used canned laughter. Uh, after the yeah. fact, they didn't. They didn't record the audience for, and like my comedy now. Not to toot my own horn, I killed the yeah. audience was killing themselves. And if they had taped the audience reaction and just put it naturally into my show as it was recorded, that canned laughter ruins things. That's so obvious that it would, though. Yes. Why do they do That's that? That's a very good question. All they need to do is get some better microphones and mic, mic the audience. You know what they also do that is like kind of death to comedy? What? They call it things like Comedy, comedy now. now. And then right? there's like a green, neon green spray paint logo. Comedy Now. Yeah, it's like get ready to laugh. I don't know. That's death, right? I like, don't know who is making that. I I like the American comedy specials, like they, they, they kind of come on really like gangbusters and strong. It's like, yeah, it's Chris Rock. Pretty bigger. Bland, yeah. Yeah, yeah, shit. This is like, it's yeah. intense. They're not like, all right, everybody, waka waka. And then there's like the CBC radio thing, which is like, I, I, and I have to give props to This Is That. Uh, oh, yeah. I was fooled the first time I heard it. They have done a pretty good job. Not always a great job, but I think a pretty good job of recreating the sonics of a CBC radio oh, newscast. And the brilliant thing is that in their online news feed, it shows up as a cbc.ca. It looks like a CBC news story. So they fool people all the time with it. They get a lot of hate mail. Yeah. It's so funny. Yeah. That's like See, a nice thing that happened. See, that's something... Yes, that I find surprising. Yeah, and somebody had some balls there to say, like, all right, we are going to get a lot of listeners really angry with us. People are going to feel fooled. They're going to think that it's real. Yeah. Let's just do this anyhow. Yes. That that, that happened. See, you're right. It did happen. Uh, That is a good example of somebody, like you say, having some balls. And I think, because I also am of the theory, some people get upset. Oh, that's too bad. You also get, you just got a thousand more listeners because they want to know what's going on. Like, I think you have to make a bit of a mess to clean a mess, right? Yeah. Um, And it's just radio too. Like half the people who listen to Stern listen because they hate them. You know, it's just. uh, Oh, yeah. It's okay. It's okay. Like like anything really good is going to have people on either side of it. Absolutely. (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. 
That is your Canada Land show. I hope you enjoyed it. You can email me at jesse at jessebrown.ca. I read them all. I respond when I can. I'm on Twitter at Jesse Brown, and the website is at canadalandshow.com. Check out our sponsor, Squarespace. The offer code, good for 10% off, is Canada Land. Next episode will be up on Monday. If you like this show, recommend it. Hey, I need you to pay close attention to this message. It is not an ad. This is about Canada land and this is about you. You need to know that the news crisis is about to get a lot worse. You've heard about the layoffs. We're about to have news closures and it's very likely that we're going to be seeing the defunding of the CBC. Where are you going to get your information from? What can you do about this? You can support Canada land. We need you to And so for this month and this month only, you can become a Canada land supporter and get everything our supporters get for just $2 a month. That is an almost 80% discount. The clock is ticking on this. It disappears at the end of the month and then we will not offer it. We need your support. We need to keep news coverage alive in Canada. Go right now to canadaland.com slash join. And thank you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.